1: Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jacqueline, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number eight hundred, nine five one zero five nine two, the website at allamericangold.com and welcome to Wednesday, tomorrow and Friday, and really Monday are going to be critical days. Uh, for our finances. And this is, uh, global here. This, uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, the Bank of England, we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Swiss, all of a sudden, very quietly. Of course, Credit Suisse, uh, a bank that's in, in a lot of trouble. C- whether they want to tell you that or not, that's the reality. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it secret. But uh, some covert dollars being sent over there to try to help things out, and then we've got producer price inflation that came out this morning, and of course tomorrow there can be huge moves tomorrow depending on the CPI. If it comes in hot, it is going to be. It will be ugly. Ugly, you ain't got no alibi. It's gonna be ugly. If it comes in, let's say it with a seven in front of it, uh, it could be a, a big rally day, oh, right? They'll have a party if it's right. Seven I, I, right? It'd, like, it'd be nineteen ninety nine. I, 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 you know, Prince would make a come out of the grave and, and start partying like nineteen ninety nine. The the big thing though is what's coming out of the UK. So we, we've been talking about this, if you've been listening, uh, they're having a currency crisis in the UK, and it really has to do with uh, the the onslaught of the dollar, uh, the dollar now at 24-year highs, and really pushing these developed nations to the brink, and and really, and and it's here too, people don't, we do a better job because we have more liquidity here than the UK, but don't be fooled by this, this is a liquidity problem, all of a sudden, the old adage of, well, we'll just throw money at it, because that's what they've been doing for 50 years, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. This problem didn't happen uh, overnight. It didn't happen because of COVID. It didn't happen even because of the financial crisis. It didn't happen because of 9-11. Or it didn't happen because of of Y2K or the tech bubble or the 87 crash. It really started when we closed. Uh, You go back to 33, but in earnest, when we closed the gold window in 1971, Jason, because that's been their answer to every problem is more debt. And now when you have this, this rapid inflation, you can't use the more debt card.
2: The United States became bankrupt in 1933, and then in 1971, bankrupt again. It's kind of like the guy down the street that's always on credit cards. He knows that for a couple of years it's good. Then he has to declare bankruptcy. He has to live a lower standard of living for a little while until he builds up the credit and can party again. That's, that's where we're at. I, th- I think the Fed is thrilled to death that it's, they, they got a little more mileage out of this bankruptcy. Like we're 51 years in. They only got 38 years out of the first one. Out of the first one. And
1: and so uh, the PPI, the producer price index, came in hotter than expected. So that's not a good sign for tomorrow. Uh, up five-tenths. I want to say they were thinking it was only going to be a couple of tenths. Uh, the, half percent. Yeah, half of Uh-oh. a percent. So that not a great start. If that's an indicator uh, for, for what the number could possibly be tomorrow, but... The bigger thing, let's just assume that tomorrow it's an eight something number. Okay, so, uh, and I'm not going to say like eight seven or nine, but let's just call it between, you know, eight two and eight five, something like that. Something that I would consider to be median, you know, middle of the road. Uh, that's going to guarantee a 75 point rate hike, uh, but it's not. Necessarily getting worse or what have you. Friday becomes hugely important because yesterday the British central bank, the UK central bank, said this is temporary because they've been intervening as a, you know. You know because you listen here, they've been intervening in their bond market. Yep. Their pension funds are all going insolvent, and again because they were making trades. That because of how the central bank had always been the crutch, if you will, that was considered to be normal, safe trades. They weren't extravagant. To give you, this wasn't Lehman Brothers. UK pensions weren't 300% leveraged. They were doing what they thought were normal bond market trades. And, of course, the bond market is not moving normally. Yep. And they're being exposed to these margin calls that will essentially make their whole pension system insolvent. So the U.K. said, listen, you got to Friday. Because you know what? Come Monday, we're not going to intervene again. All of a sudden, here comes the British 10 year note rising again, right? Got the like 4-6 yesterday, uh, maybe even 4-7. And then uh, Financial Times said, well, we, we heard sources, wink, wink, nod, nah, nod. Nah. They're, they're talking tough, but they said they still would really do it, right? They're, they'll still do it next week. And then the British Central Bank came out, the, the UK Central Bank came out this morning and said, no, no, we're not. We're not doing it. It's a big game of chicken, Jason.
2: I wonder if the Ukraine war will get rid of their pension problems. Because if you remember, Joe, we were talking Illinois and Chicago as a big example. Their right. pensions were destroyed. destroyed. In 2019, we were talking about what are they going to do? What are they going now? Well, after coronavirus, money was given to everybody. Where did it go? Now, now they're not talking about pensions breaking down. Maybe the Ukraine war is how they're going to fix European pensions.
1: Is it going to get bigger? Is World War Three at our doorstep? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday, and wow, it and it's so reminiscent of Bear Stearns, Lehman, uh, Ben Bernanke, going back to August of two thousand and seven. So think about, you got to remember how blind uh, markets can be. Because when you hear me talk today, and you'll be like, oh, man, that's none of that sounds good. I, the Dow's probably getting smoked right now. It's up 170 points. Yep. It's up 170 points. Because... I, I, I would liken it to them being the internal optimists, right? Somehow, right? Hey, uh, we, we, we've got lemons, we're making lemonade, and it's gonna be the best lemonade in the entire world. Now, I know the, the lemons are rotten, and there's maggots, and the rats are eating them, but somehow we're gonna end up with lemonade, right? And really good lemonade, too. And, and you can't blame them. Really? I mean, do I blame the U.K. pensioners for jeopardizing all of their citizens' retirements? I don't. Because for 50-plus years, they've ha- always had the central bank saying, okay, you know, hey, up, this, the whole thing's going to break. Bail us out. I fell off the boat. I fell off the boat, Throw me the life jacket, right? Throw throw me the life preserver. Get me back on the boat because that's what they've done, Jason.
2: Well, think of the mentality. They're always telling you, don't worry about next year. Don't worry about five years. Don't worry about ten years because, as we had mentioned on yesterday's show, they don't want you saving anything. They've got you in the mentality when it comes to what Joe's talking about. Don't worry about next year. Don't worry about five years or ten years. Don't worry about your kids. Worry about now. And that can get you 10, 15, 20 years, 30 or 40 years in this case.
1: And, and the, the problem is if the, if the U.K. Central Bank is not lying, which I don't know a lot about them, right? Um, they've come out twice in the last 24 hours to say, nope, Friday's the end. We are not going to intervene again. Essentially, telling these these companies, these pensions, and whoever else is on the other side of the trade, you better unwind those trades. Of course, the losses that they would incur for unwinding those trades is is horrific in itself. And they're like, "Well, we don't want to do that. We might as well just hold on and hope that you're you give in, right?" Hey. It's going to be so bad that you're going to have to step in anyway. So it's a big game of chicken that's happening right now. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't come Monday, we could be looking at a a Bear Stearns Lehman type event that takes down really equity markets all over the world.
2: I think shadow money will come in and just float that thing a little further, Joe. That's that's what it always comes down to. The money we don't see. The money we don't see. I mean, look at how they've changed. Because money is just an idea. I've said this many times. Money is an idea. It can be changed and corrupted into any form they want. Here we have 31 trillion dollars in debt. But as you've said many times, Joe, nine and a half trillion on the Fed's balance sheet. That's, you just add that on. That's just it's just it's just a different way of looking at it. So, so I mean, I, I can't believe Ben Bernanke. You mentioned him. Did you? I think. Did I get this right? He's... Did he get a Nobel Prize? Or he got oh, no? Oh yeah, he he. Think about this. They give him a Nobel Prize for economics for, for
1: being able to navigate through the horrible financial crisis, and what a great job he did. And of course, listen, I could have done that job. You you give me twenty nine trillion, I could have fixed it too, right? I mean, he didn't fix. And this is the problem, right? They're so adamant about patting themselves on the back. Oh, we fixed it, we fixed it. And I've said it to you time and time again. All the same problems that existed then are still here today. And, and the problem that they don't get, so here, here's the big problem, is what, what's happening in the UK right now. In 2008, that still would have been a safe play. But you see, as they add the money, And they keep adding the money and adding the money and adding the money. And Jason and I have been on it, right, as soon as it took 12 years to find out because the Fed went to the Supreme Court, the amount of money they added. Now all of a sudden these trades that weren't even, right, we could understand Lehman. I could, right? They were taking big bets. They were going for big money. Big Buddy, no whambies, right? Yep, I, we're, yep. we're, we're out there. <laughs> Bear Stearns, same thing. Hey, well, they weren't as bad as Liban, but they were out there. Now, guess what, guys? Here, I got bad news for you. It's so bad now that you don't have to be that far out there yep. to cause the problems now. And this is really something that that I think a lot of people are trying to sweep under the rug as an example we found out that the, uh, the US Federal Reserve was opening swap lines with the Swiss bank uh, or the Swiss Central Bank because there was a major dollar shortage and of course uh, they don't name who it was but I, I think we pretty much know right Credit Suisse Uh, needed an injection and and think about this, because the size of it, it was only $3.1 billion. And I say only, only. These banks, they can't suffer billion-dollar losses. This was a case of, hey, if you don't send us $3.1 billion right now, we're going to have a problem at Credit Suisse. And not the problem that we've been having for the last two weeks. This is, a, hey, they're going to go and, and be on the verge. They're, their credit default swaps are going to blow out and we're going to be on the verge of a problem. This is what I'm saying. Now, the reason for these problems is we keep raising rates. Yep. And now we're talking about tomorrow's, uh, what is the number going to be? Articles are breaking out. Everyone's making their guesses. Uh, 8.2. Is the number I'm seeing the most, which would put it pretty much right where it's been. Which means another seventy five basis points on the twentieth. So what's today? The the twelfth? So next next Wednesday? Next Wednesday, maybe it's the nineteenth, whatever it is. Next Wednesday we're going to get seventy five more basis points. Which means guess what? That means more funds, right?
2: I don't know which ones. If you're listening to Joe and you're having trouble following when he talked about Credit Suisse, think of it as, uh, I don't know, basic uh, uh, class science class where you talk about the web of life. You have all these animals and species. Just pretend that in the web of economics you have Credit Suisse. It's not a problem if they go down. For a lot of other companies, but it, but it is because when they go down, all of their interconnections with all these other banks and all these other corporations, they get hurt. And if Credit Suisse gets hurt bad enough and it takes out the next guy, well, if that guy can't handle his losses, it takes out the next guy. And this is why there's so much panic. Right. It, just, it just dominoes, just falling all over the place.
1: Here's another uh, a good way of looking at this. Just pretend that you're on the street. And let's just, you know, let's just say there's 20 houses. Okay. And all of you are selling your house. All 20. Okay? And all of you are banding together. Right? Everyone, we're, we're all going to sell for a million dollars. Just keep it simple. Million dollars. Well, all of a sudden, one of your neighbors is having trouble. Man, I. A couple of things went wrong, you know, I, 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 I bet on, I, I don't know, I bet on the Cardinals to win, and I parlayed that with the Broncos winning, and they both lost, and now I can't make my mortgage payment, right? I made some bets that didn't work out. I, I, got, some, I got some stuff that the, I got to pay. I'm going to lower the price of my home.
2: Or even worse, I found a huge crack in my foundation. Right? right? It's not worth a million dollars, guys.
1: And all of a sudden, right, either way, right? Something to that effect, he lowers it to, I don't know, nine hundred thousand. That's ten percent. Yep. But I gotta get the money. And and it sells for nine hundred thousand. Okay, so this is what's happening in the UK right now with their pension systems. This is what's happening to Credit Suisse. Right now, I think this is also happening in Italy right now because their bond market's going nuts.
2: And in Joe's Joe's analogy, the housing market of those 20 houses just lost $2 million.
1: $2 million just disappeared in that market. Let's go back to that now. So now the U.K. pension systems have been told, hey, take your losses. And you've got till Friday to do it. Well, if they do it, In other words, they fire sale some of these debts that they hold. And they get 90 cents on the dollar for them. Here's the problem. Same thing with Credit Suisse. If they do the same, here's the problem. Now all the other institutions that own similar debt that the UK pension system just sold, or Credit Suisse had to sell. Now all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, wait, that's worth ten percent—just ten percent now." I'm not talking fifty; I'm talking ten. All of a sudden, all of that portfolio that is sitting at J.P. Morgan or Bank of America or Barclays or whatever bank Deutsche Bank, whatever it is. Some Illinois pension fund, CalPERS, whatever it may be. Now they have to declare, wait a minute, this part of my portfolio is now worth 10% less. And for a lot of these institutions, 10% less means billions. Yep. Billions and they can't and which essentially would make them on the verge of insolvency. So
2: Joe then how do how does a bank get these institutions to accept ten percent? This is where the fake emergencies come in. Hey, hey, these middle range rich guys, you know, we're we're at the top of the of the pyramid. But these middle range rich guys, they don't want to take the losses. What do we do? We got we gotta we gotta make the war bigger in Ukraine. And suddenly it's like, well, you know what, ten percent, we got bigger things to worry about. There's a bo- there's a war going on there's a, there's a pandemic going on. You know, everyone's going to lose a lot more. If we don't, uh, if we don't, you don't do this, you're going to lose a lot more because it, who knows where this is headed, right, Joe? This, this is why I worry about these emergencies that pop up at these crucial times, like in 2019 and the repo market, Joe, and suddenly the drop the rates down to zero and then coronavirus came in and they printed 40% of our money was all made in 2020.
1: You know, we're sitting here in October and it may be November, But we are on the precipice. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know what day it could be. It could be tomorrow. I have no idea what that inflation number is going to be. If it's above 8.5, it's going to be a problem. Yep. It's going to be a huge problem. If the Bank of England is serious. And I don't know why we... we, we, It's one thing when they said it, Then the Financial Times says, well, you know, we talk to people, and they're like, hey, we don't really mean it. We're just saying that, but we're we're not going to do it. Then they come back and say, hey, listen, what the Financial Times said, we're doing it. That would be a horrible day. And, And, again, the problem is once it starts, what other cracks show up? That's what we don't know. Right. Right, it, no. it starts here, but then you know it, it's like that glass; it starts cracking on your windshield, and then it starts spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading. That's what this, this is like a super spreader.
2: Yep yeah, that, that that CPI tomorrow and the rate hike following is going to do a lot of panicking to these. I I, I can't agree with Joe. I, I think eight eight three to about eight eight. I think we have a, a seventy five basis point, but if I think eight nine or nine or higher. I think they actually talk about a full point. It has to be below eight three before I. I think if they get to sevens, Joe. I think they do a half point. If, if it comes they got a,
1: into the sevens, could well, they, they, they do a half they point? May, they may still do three quarter, but Wall Street would talk about half point, yeah, which would, would be enough, right? Yep. Patriot Radio News Hour, isn't it wonderful? We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, gold rallied yesterday after we got off the air. Uh, right now. Uh, and, and Jason, do you have the gold price up? I'm, I don't.
2: Yes, I do. Uh, I, I depending apologize. on where you're looking, I got uh, $16.69, up 1670 yeah. on gold. Yeah,
1: 1670 right now. Uh, yesterday, we were running uh, $20 gold pieces at $2,075. Uh, and gold's been up since then, but I'm going to leave it there for one more day. Uh, i, I got to tell you about Pepsi. So, Pepsi came out with earnings today, and, and it was good. They, they had said, said, hey, you know what, sales were up almost 9%. And as you went through their earnings report, Pepsi announced that the average price for its products rose 17%. To get a nine percent gain in sales, seventeen percent, and the reason why—look at why—why is Joe talking like that? Well, first of all, nobody, nobody can buy things cheaper than Pepsi. They're huge, so they get the best price. Possible for everything.
2: Yep, they're huge.
1: From aluminum cans to cardboard to ingredients. I mean, they're massive. They own Pizza Hut, KFC, right? These guys, you know they 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 own you know half the, the the soda aisle, and Coke owns the other half. I mean, they're man. They own Frito Lay. I mean, they're huge. When it comes to snacks, nobody's bigger. And they had a 17% increase in pressure. It kind of paints that picture when we're talking about CPI tomorrow. And we're like, hey, it's going to be somewhere, you know, we think we're in the 8s. 17. Yeah. And and that's if you're Pepsi. So imagine if you're not Pepsi. Hey, I'm the local beer brewer here in Colorado. I got a little beer brewing place, and I just order, you know, uh, uh, the amount of cans i order in the a year is would last Pepsi about four hours right, right. You, you know what i'm saying think about what his price is up because i guarantee you it's a lot more than 17 percent
2: yeah it's just he's down line he's down line in, in the chain, so of course he has to pay a little more that's, that's how it works and so
1: this just again I think a, a lot of people myself included this number uh is not going to be at least i don't think i don't think it's going to be low enough and uh, the i I still say the risk is to the upside right jay if we're going to miss. It would be much worse missing because inflation came in even hot. If it's hotter than last month, it's it's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, I I just think it's going to be, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it's flat eight five eight four eight three eight six. But I just got this little itch. It just seems like if we're going to get this number tomorrow, it's going to be like nine <laughs> nine point one eight point nine Joe, and 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 what what is everyone going to do then? You know, what are they going to do with that number? It, it, that has to be uh, 75 basis points. I swear if it gets in higher, Joe, they're going to be talking a, a full percent.
1: Yeah, news breaking in France. Uh, France has been under huge refinery pressure. They're having, uh, I want to say, a massive strike at their refiners, uh, they their a third of their gas stations were out were without gasoline uh today uh france has announced gas rationing uh happening there and again all of these little things jason just make the the cost of doing business so much more expensive. And and you're like, well, it's France. It doesn't affect me. It absolutely does. Listen, it doesn't matter where it happens in the world anymore. You know what? In 1970, France may not have affected the United
2: States. It does today. Every single corporation the size of Pepsi uh, and every country that has a relatively large economy, which we talk about how small the economies in, in those European countries are, they're still big. They're just not as big as America and China and Japan. But but these these companies in these countries, they all affect each other. They're all been bought up. They're all bought and paid for. I've I've covered the whole thing, uh, Joe. We've covered it where, you know, essentially you got BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, the three biggest players. They own Pepsi and they own Coke. They own all this stuff. So if France goes down, the interests of those three big players are down. So what are they going to do? They're not going to lose money. They're going to maneuver this stuff around. And who loses? Well... In this case, France would lose, right, Joe? Yeah, and, and and everyone around that owns France. How about
1: this? This is a report. Uh, this came out, uh, I want to say, more, yeah, Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley, this was two days ago, came out and said that an astounding 62% of employees that were enrolled in 401Ks needed to reduce their contributions to their savings with nearly a third of them already reducing or eliminating their 401ks. So, again, now why is that important? That's another big group of people that buy equities, that 401k money. If all of a sudden, I mean, already 31%, according to Morgan Stanley, 31% of people in 401ks have reduced or eliminated uh, how much they're putting into their 401ks. And then they said, oh, by the way, there's another
2: 31% that are getting ready to. Right. Can you imagine if Walmart... The employees because the employees at walmart they buy walmart stock that's a part of their that's a part of their uh, their their future savings or their 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 their. their uh, hey this is the way i'm gonna re- i'm gonna retire from walmart and i'm gonna it's gonna be years of this Walmart stock. It's going to be worth a ton of money well if the people like joe says they stop buying it they stop the stock buyback team has you the stock buybacks just stop joe and then and then uh, people that have 401ks just stop feeding money into there all at the same time then instead of small and mid-cap stocks falling apart then you'd have the emergency, the nightmare that we're all talking about, which is a huge market crash. I mean, think about it. Joe. I mean, stock buybacks—not uh, to mention that these big companies are already putting huge amounts into their own stock. Then they, you know, now their employees and, and the buybacks just come to an end. It would—it would be a disaster.
1: It, it, again, none of the signs, right? It, it's like watching here. You see the storm clouds off in the distance, and the closer they get, you're like, oh, whoa, here it comes. Whoa, the, Whoa! This thing's way big. Oh, whoa, whoa! Wow! Look at uh, this thing's massive. And next thing you know, you you see the cloud of dust. Right, right now the cloud of dust is coming. The wind is has picked up. Right, the the rain still isn't here yet. That's where we're at in these markets right now. When we get back, Chicago Fed President Charles Evans. Not gonna believe what this guy had to say about your job. That's coming up next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I highly advise. You know that it just that the the bump music there. One more silver dollar. If you're looking for silver, you may want to do it today. That's how limited supply is. I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't, I don't see a good solution here. Uh, I, I truly don't. And that's the hard part. And of course, this is something that Jason and I have talked about for a long time. The easy answers are gone. Because the easy answer was just throw more debt. Right? That, that was the easy thing to do. And now they've reached that point where more debt now is, is counterintuitive. Right? Because it creates more inflation. And I told you. There's only one way out of this. Demand destruction at a scale that most people are not accustomed to seeing. And that's where we're headed. And they've been talking about this ad infinitum and talking about layoffs. Well, guess what? Yesterday news broke at Intel. Intel saying that PC sales have collapsed. And they are going to come out with earnings October 27th. They've already pre-warned it's not going to be good. They're now saying that layoffs will be in the thousands. Some divisions, including sales and marketing, layoffs will be around 20%. Intel's got 113,000 employees. Uh, I'm anticipating layoffs between five and 10,000 from Intel before or the day that they announce earnings. So in the next, what, two weeks, a major, th- this is going to be the start of major layoffs. And remember the last rate hike meeting six, well, almost five weeks ago now. What did Jay Powell say? Jay Powell said, "Well, we want, we need people to get fired." Yep. Charles Evans, the St. Louis Federal Reserve President, took a extremely hawkish tone on CNBC. So these Fed guys, now they're TV stars, right? They're they're TV stars. They love being on TV. They've
2: suddenly become very important.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> and and made the case. That aggressive rate hikes are still needed, Uh, and 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 I apologize. I'm I'm, we're not having a meeting next Wednesday. That was my we're we're still a couple weeks. I want to say it's October first. So I apologize for for that bad information. November first. November first. Thank you. (laughs) November first. November first. So we still got a couple weeks. So I, I know I said it's next Wednesday. It's actually a couple more Wednesdays. But listen to what he said he said that he fully expects another three-quarters of a point. And he said if unemployment goes up, that's unfortunate. If it goes up a lot, that's really very difficult. But price stability will make the future better. In other words, yeah I know it's gonna suck, but guess what the only way we're gonna get the genie back in the bottle I don't even know if this will work because the scale of the layoffs to get it back in uh, but they're letting you know they're on a rate hiking cycle until those jobs reports remember the last one two hundred sixty seven thousand jobs created they're not ready. they want to see two hundred and sixty seven thousand jobs a month disappearing Jason.
2: Yeah, and, and and do you think about where this is leading to? Because uh, during the uh, the coronavirus uh, market crash, which I think doesn't get nearly—I've said it many times—I don't think it gets as much as attention as it needs. How bad that was. Uh, what what you're seeing out of the Fed is that they cannot exact the types of changes they need because the government is just too stubborn and slow. So what you're seeing, what Joe is talking about. I mean, let's face it, Joe. The governments of the world. This is gonna. Think about them. They don't have the power that the Fed has. So if what Joe's talking about it continues to happen, well then, jobless joblessness is is rampant, and they're still raising the rates. The inflation is still there. They're fighting it. Well, then what's gonna happen with all this unemployment? The government needs to give out more money, Joe. The government needs. the, The Fed is telling the government, you better start pumping out money to these people. And do it the way we want you to do it, because if you don't, it's going to break. The government's not moving as fast as the Fed. It's, well, I don't even know, because the U.K., part of the
1: problem in the U.K. started when the government right, was just going to throw tons of money at people, and right. that blew up their whole body, blew it all up. Here's the thing. what? Why are things breaking? And the answer is simple, because the U.S. keeps raising rates. Correct. And what Evans is saying, and Powell has said it, Metzer has said it, I mean, everybody at the Fed is saying it, they're just not saying it on TV, because they don't want to say it on TV, because then they would have to admit, okay, we got, you know, and again, this is why it's those 10 days a year, right, they're setting themselves up, and I think tomorrow could be one of those days, it could be A huge up day, it could be a huge down day. One of these big days is coming tomorrow, right? And and, and watch it be a nothing day, right? It'll be like (laughs) 8.2 and and nothing happens. But, But the potential, but the realities are that the central bank, our central bank is committed to raising rates till people are getting fired, period. Which to me says we're still... At least till January before that even starts happening, and probably really February because you got the holidays and stuff. I mean, I know they're hiring less, but we just uh, 267. We don't go from plus 267 to minus 267. They're going to break. Something's going to break. And my fear is the markets are going to break before the job losses actually get here. And then. The job losses turn into a million a month instead of fifty or sixty or a hundred thousand. Take the radio dudes, all right, so it's such great news. We'll be back. 20 zero five nine two twenty dollar gold pieces, two thousand seventy five uh, rolls of dimes. So right now, rolls of dimes one twenty two fifty. Uh, We're going to put them on sale, $120 a roll on rolls of dimes today. And again, uh, I'll just let you know, uh, silver inventories are extremely limited. And we're coming up towards the end of the year. So we're coming up here, you know, we we know right around that Thanksgiving time frame, the mint stops minting and, and gets ready for the following year which means that whatever amount of silver eagles are out there disappears, uh, which then puts pressure on whatever silver is still remaining out there. Uh, so if you want to put some silver away... Uh, rolls of silver dimes at 120 and I'll get that up on the website here in a few minutes. Uh, the $20 gold piece is at $2,075. they are already on the website as well, so if you don't want to call the 800 number, you can go to allamericangold.com and hit the shopping cart and and place your orders there, Jason.
2: That is, if you are in the lower budget, this is the the cheapest and most affordable item you can get to get started. If you're brand new, or you just like, you know what, I'm just not going to get into this. I just don't have the money. But you really need to learn how to save money. If you're one of those people that aren't paying yourself first, you got to learn it. This is a great way. Buy a roll of dimes. Come in and meet with me or, or in Arizona. Meet with uh, one of the girls there. Ask a few questions when you pick up your roll of dimes. It's, it's a very small amount of money. You know, really, I mean, $120 used to be something. But now it's it's a small amount to to, to put into savings. Buy 10 rolls. Buy 20 rolls. Buy, buy as many as you can put your your money into. But get started doing it. And this is a very, very easy way to get started because Joe and I both know the guy that buys the one roll of dimes today, five or 10 years from now, he's the guy coming in buying 10 or 15, $20 liberties and loading up on the gold in the future. So we'd really appreciate you guys when you come in, even if you just buy the one roll of dimes. you got to get started somewhere, Joe.
1: Yeah, and it really is. It's important uh, to get started, and, and for you guys that are, are new to the markets, this is a great way. It's $120. You get 50 dimes. Uh, obviously, when we're talking about all the things we're talking about, we're going to a digital currency. No one can dispute that. That's what's headed. That's what's coming. Think about France today. They're going to ration gas. Hey, you're only allowed... 5 gallons or 10 gallons. Uh, New Zealand wants to tax cow burps for of all things. I mean, all of this crazy stuff is happening. Having some barterable material so you can get things that they've decided that, you know what, you're not allowed to have because you're not in the proper social class or, or whatever it may be. Uh, you're only allowed uh, this many boxes of ammo a year or you're not allowed this or that. Having this stuff available, Jason,
2: super important. Super important. It's, uh, I remember when I first started buying gold and silver, you just buy a little bit. You just start with a little bit, and it's it's really interesting how much you think you can't save until you start doing it, and then your priorities change. Like, wait a minute, I've got some of that sitting there. And then you put a little more there. Then you put a little more there, and it's like you start thinking, wait a minute, I can really handle the small emergency. Then you can handle the medium emergency, and you keep saving. It's like, wait a minute, i got enough metals now. I can handle a major emergency in my life, and I don't have to dig into anything else. I don't have to go beg for my parents or for my best friend. You take care of yourself, Joe. 800 951
1: God bless everybody. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting show, isn't it? We'll wait on that CPI. Matter of fact, that CPI will be out before we're on the air. So we'll have a good idea of what's happening